<laughs> you can do it. Don't be scared. <laughs> You've got your bourbon. You'll be good. Take my. Sorry. I was like, I need background noise so I don't focus on myself talking. As long as it's really low. It is. Alrighty. So. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Emily Ardrey, who is shitting her pants <laughs> doing this podcast. How are you doing, Emily? I'm nervous. <laughs> She's nervous. Why are you nervous? Because I'm awkward. <laughs> She's like twirling her hair right now and like just has her bourbon. Can you not expose me? <laughs> <laughs> so... The reason why we're kind of nervous to record this podcast is this is probably going to be a pretty heavy podcast. Did you know you're the f- you're the finale of my first season? Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. No pressure or anything. No fuck. pressure. No, no. I just thought I'd finish it off with a bang. Finish out strong. Like yeah. Any of the guys I've been with. Yeah, totally. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. So, um. Well, let's start. So, I, I, I definitely like consider you one of like my bestest friends. Oh yes, ever well, and I consider like you family. So yeah, yeah, basically. Well, and I think that's also what you and I have so much in common is we really do consider we would like sacrifice anything for our friends. Oh, absolutely. And you fucking see me. I'm protective mom mode. Yeah, totally. Kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, right. And well, and it's like I would do that. That's just. That's just, I feel like, how we were built and made to do. Oh, and absolutely. so, and I never really realized how really rare that is. It's extremely rare, and I didn't realize that either until people started pointing it out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is not, like, a normal thing for most most girls almost. Well, and I, I almost feel like that was, in a way, I don't know why, but I almost feel like that was a, almost, like, a factor of why... My, I had kind of like friendship falling outs mm-hmm. because it's like I it kind of was just one sided and yeah. for some reason. Well, it's like you'd give like I mean like like you said earlier and like reiterating that's like you said you give all for somebody and it's yeah. like you get some friends who're like I'll give you some of this and then they back out. Yeah. Or it's like they can't follow through with things and it's like all right well I'm giving you a hundred percent you're giving me yeah. Like, Two percent. So yeah, shit. seriously, yeah. And then like freaking wrong. arguments happen, expectations happen, or like. Yeah. Especially me, that was like that was like that was such a huge fault of mine in friendships. Oh yeah, is having expectations. Well, that's I mean honestly, that's me with many things, and I've gotten better with it now. It's like because I have high expectations. Well, I hope people have high expectations for me. Yeah. Like, and I want to meet them, and I do the same for people, and then they don't meet them, and it's just disappointing. Yeah. And then it's a it's it's like devastating almost. Oh yeah, it's it, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and on like I I feel like I've been that way since I was really really little. Yeah. And I don't think it was it's been since you and I have become really close friends where it's like oh my god finally somebody who like speaks my language well, exactly. And, and it's like an easy thing to get along with if you guys are putting in the same amount of effort. It's like yeah. I can rely on you. You have my back hundred percent and same thing. Yeah. So it's nice. Yeah, and it's like I've I've had friends who I've known like my entire life. Mm-hmm. You are probably like the only one who I would like call if I ever like 
hit somebody with my car or oh, yeah. something. I'd be like, I know how to hide dead bodies. It's fine. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> That's true. There Don't you go. Don't fucking worry about it. Yeah. So, like, if I was, like, where it's, like, I would have friends who'd be like, I'll be, oh, my fucking God. Like, are you serious? I'd be like, don't touch it. I'll be right there in two hours. <laughs> don't touch Don't it. fucking put any imprints on it. I'll be there. Yeah. Get yeah. some bleach. Get some gloves. There and you go. a lot of plastic wrap. Wow, we don't sound like psychopaths at all. I just should watch Criminal Minds. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. No, hey, same here, same here. So, how long have you and I been friends? Ten years? I feel like over ten years, right? Maybe. Probably just right around then. Ten years, Because I've yeah, known Michelle for about twelve, so I think oh ten God. or eleven years for you and I. I thought you've known her longer. I don't fucking know how long I've known anybody anymore. My depression's giving me fucking memory loss. <laughs> there you go. It'll do that to you. It'll do that to you. I'm so... That was disgusting. That was kind of gross. Ew. Oh, it's chunky. Ew. <laughs> I find that to be a common pattern now in my podcast. I have to let out a huge burp. It's your signature. <laughs> it is. It is. It's my trademark. Jesus. Um, I'm Abby T. Photography. <laughs> Yeah. Podcast. No, it's actually the my wheezing laugh. That's my uh, trademark. Yes. That's Your my trademark. Yeah, my smoker that I laugh. love dearly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe you'll hear my drunken laugh at the end of this. I have two drinks with me right now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you and I met when I was eleven. Yeah. And you were I was eleven going on twelve, and you were thirteen going on fourteen. Mm-hmm. You had. The greatest hairstyle of all time. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Emily had green and blue hair. Okay, it was. Hold on. Hold no. The fuck up. Okay. No. 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 Shut no. the fuck up. Okay. So I went in because I'm an independent little fucker, and I was like, I'm gonna look totally cool, and I really want teal highlights. Highlights. Those are supposed to be highlights. <laughs> That's the whole point. And I go into this hairdresser I've been going into. I was like five, and I was like, "Listen here, Jan, help me out. I want to be cool. Give me some highlights." And she was like, "I got you." An hour later, <laughs> fucking look in the mirror, and I was like, "Oh my god, the whole top half of my hair is green. It looked like I just dunked my hair in chlorine and yeah. left it to sit for like three hours." And then she gets calls me three days later and goes, "Oh, it's it's fairly permanent." And I was like, I'm sorry, it's what? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, well, okay. Went to school the next day, and I was like, this is the most embarrassing I've ever freaking been. To be fair, I did think it was kind of cool. I really did. Well, at least somebody did. Holy I know. Shit. No, it's okay. It's okay. Well, I think it's good now because now it's like nothing can really embarrass me, to be honest. <laughs> that was like the pinnacle That was of the it. peak, and I'm like, yeah, okay, here you go. Yeah. I just, I can't get any worse. Hey, it was, you were like 13 going on 14 or something. Yeah. It was, it happens. That's just how everybody fucking knows me. But when I dyed my hair blue with the under half of my hair, that was fucking cool. That was, that wasn't too long ago, was it? That was like two years ago. That was cute. I had it when I went to Ireland. Yeah. Um, And I did it. I was proud. I did it myself. You did it yourself? Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Good job. That's what I'm going to say. Good job. But yeah, so Abby met me in my prime. We met each other in our prime. I'm literally too, too, um... To uh, what? It's, what? I'm trying to think of broadcast this episode, to announce, to preview this episode, whatever the word I'm trying to think of. I'm gonna watch me think of it when I edit this. Um, voiceover. I know, right? Um, I'm gonna post a picture of what both of us look like Aww. at that age. 
Well, that's hey. the hardest part because that's when I got Polly's when I was that age. You so were those cute photos. I'm a twig, and I got blue hair. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, good lord. Hey, I sick. was chunky and stouty, so it's okay. You were a baby. I was a baby with a hell of a lot of baby fat. We so. were both very late bloomers. Very late. <sighs> yeah. I didn't my, like literally puberty until I was junior. Dude, honestly, same. Junior year is where I was like, I look like a woman now and no longer a ruler. Thank fucking God. Yeah, even my ex-boyfriend, he said that to me when when we both came back to school. He was like, you transformed. Yeah. Coming back to junior year. Yeah. I was like, really? But, yeah. So, we met each... So, we really met each other during our awkward phases. Yeah. And, um... And you followed me around the barn. I followed you around. My wee little shadow. I know. I followed you and Natalie around all the time. Yeah. And... Mikkel, like, I, I literally can, like, you, Mikkel, and, like, Natalie and Hannah and, like, Raina, mm-hmm. all you guys, I've, I, like, consider, like, you guys to probably have been, like, my first, like, friends when I moved here. Because yeah. I moved, like, I was at the bar in, like, maybe two, two or three months after I moved here. Yeah. So, you guys were, like, kind of, like, my first friends, and, mm-hmm. um, oh, and we didn't mention this, but we, we met horseback riding <laughs> yeah at the, at the barn i know I, you figure like when we say at the barn we yeah. did um it was so cute because you were so like awkward but like you would talk to us but only if we talked to you first but you i would was still so, follow us around i was so i'd go get my horse and you'd be at the door with me and i was like what's up and you would just be like hi and i was like okay i'm gonna walk her out you gotta fucking move <laughs> yeah and then i'd go put her out in the pasture and you'd be just on the fence just big chilling yeah. I was like, all right, what's up? What's happening? I was so intimidated by you guys because all of you guys have been horseback riding since you were, like, four. Yeah. And, like, here I am, chunky 12-year-old, <sighs> t- total virgin territory to this whole coarse world. Yeah. And, like, I just felt, like, I wanted to soak it in as much as possible. And it's like, I, like, I, God bless this woman. Shout out to Karen Batalia. Literally. Yeah. L- we love her to death. I'm actually going to see her on Wednesday. Fuck yeah. you. I know. Fucking mom of the group. Mama Karen. Yeah. Love her so much. And um, and I would, like, I never wanted to leave the bar, and I just wanted to keep talking to her. And I just wanted to absorb that. Oh, yeah. So badly. She's why I, like, chopped my... You didn't... This is when I first started riding with her when I was, like, nine. But yeah. I wanted my... I wanted to be like her, so I cut my hair off. But this is when I was in fifth grade, and I chopped my hair off in a boy cut, and I'm a tomboy, so I was wearing boy clothes, so I literally looked like a little boy. Why didn't... Are there pictures? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no. But yeah, I, like, went to a horse show the next day, and I was like, Karen, I cut my hair for you, and she was like, oh my god. But I'm, like, wearing, you know, like, a red flannel and Wrangler, so I looked like a boy. But I fucking... I made it fucking work. Then I dyed my hair blue. Three years later, and you know, yeah. just got all my angst out. Hey, it's okay. Jesus, you got it out at a young age. Yeah, it's still coming out sometimes. Oh yeah, same here. Are you, <laughs> are you still, alcohol? Yeah, same here. But um, yeah, and then we all kind of stopped going to Southwind because Karen just stopped working there. Yeah, I mean, I did. I don't. Did you keep riding there after she no. left? Yeah, some drama hit the fan, and then we all just kind of left. Yeah. Um, I didn't really we didn't want to keep writing there if Karen's not going to go there. Well, yeah, that was our writing instructor, and that was our girl, so we didn't want to be there. Yeah. But she would come out to my place, and we'd go. I'd have lessons up there, and then I'd just ride Polly around. Yeah. But 
yeah, you and I kind of lost contact after Southwind. Like, I kept in contact with you via social media. Yeah. But it wasn't until high school I got close with your sister. Close with your sisters. Yeah. Just because we shared classes together. Yeah. And then I feel like it really wasn't until we got out of high school. Or at least when I was out of high school, when I got closer to yeah. you. It wasn't It wasn't until after... It was in 2017 when you and yeah. I, when you and I started hanging out. Yeah, I don't feel like we got closer until like last year. Yeah, like yeah. last year. It was like right, like after you came yeah. back from Wyoming. I remember seeing you at like the soccer games at Core and yeah. like talking to you, and I was just like, "Oh my god, like you're a woman now." Because yeah. I picture all you guys like me being that mom friend. Like you guys are like my littles. You guys are around me all the time. But when I don't see you for a long time, and then I came back, and I was like holy fucking shit, she's amazing. Like, look at her with her photography. She's fucking beautiful. She knows how to do makeup. I don't know how the fuck to do any of that. <laughs> but it was cool to, like, see that and see how much you'd blossom, too. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the contact in my phone for you is my shadow still. So yeah. I have that in my head, just seeing this little girl following me around. And then I come back, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I was like, this bitch looks like she's fucking older than me. <laughs> what in the hell? It's true. It's still true. fucking get carded. Like... <laughs> god. Do you really? Oh my god, everybody thinks my ID is fake. Oh, because it's Montana. I mean Montana, and then everybody's like, you look like 19. I'm like, thank you, but uh, no. <laughs> Actually, you're wrong. Yeah. Which, I mean, I might be thankful for when I'm older, but like when I go to the bars. And um, like, if you're going to look like your mom when you're older, you will be fucking blessed. Your mom, I'm sorry, she's freaking gro- drop dead gorgeous. She is. Seriously, I wouldn't be surprised if some of her students have had wet dreams. Um, They have, and I've almost killed all of them. Sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, Michelle's your mom. Oh my god, I was in love with her. I fucking dare you to finish those next fucking few words. Because I will give you a black eye right here right now. I don't care that we're in Rayleigh's. I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh my god. Seriously. I'm just a little aggressive. (laughs) Just a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and like... I, I, like, we, you and I started to, like, hang out with, like, Grace, mm-hmm. and, like, it was, well, like... because you two were hanging out, and yeah. then I was, like, and then, yeah, I think it was before, it was after Wyoming, where you and I, like, hung out. Yeah. Together. And then, it was always, like, you coming into the pool house, and I was hanging out in there, and I remember yeah, that. Yeah, we would just talk for hours. That one time, we talked for fucking, like, four or six hours, I yeah, think, and I was, like, you need to go time. to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was cool, though. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and that and I think that was just something that I think just grat like just gratified us to each other was just being able to just talk and talk and talk and then opening up about like because I mean when you're like I don't know when you were younger than me it's like I couldn't talk to you about some things just because yeah. you were younger than me. and I mean it's not like you're older than me now but in high school it's like I can't talk to you about some of this stuff yeah because I don't want to freak you out and like you're a kid to me still but now it's like. You and I are both adult women, and it's like, yeah. we can have these conversations, and it's quite nice. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, and, you know, that too, it's, and I think that I was going to mention, it's like, I think in, like, our other friendships that we have with other people, we are always the listeners to them. Oh, absolutely. And they don't really listen to us. Yeah. Or so, it's like, they try, but it's also, it's like, I think they look at us so much as, like... Broken? Yeah, but... Like, <laughs> <laughs> there is that. I'm There's that. I'm fucked up. <laughs> They don't need to know everything that's going on in my head. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just they view us as those listeners, which is fine. And I'm glad that people can Like the therapist? Yeah. But it's also like, dude, I got a lot of shit in my fucking head, too. Yeah, right. So let me just go. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's uh, what you did when I first came here. Uh, yeah. Don't expose me again. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> when it's like, and I, yeah. And so, and I totally welcome that kind of stuff too because I know you would do the same for me. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, yes, I'll listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Don't ask what the fuck did you do this time. I know, right? <laughs> what and, did you punch this time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, it's okay. You actually, the stuff you have going on is quite entertaining for me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but, um, anyways, so, in what ways would you say that you and I are so close? Like, what brings us together? Oh, God. Many things. I think mainly, like, probably... I'm so bad at putting my emotions into words. But probably from, like, the trauma that you and I have both experienced yeah. at separate times in our life, but also at the same monumental times, per se. Like, at the yeah. peak of, like, becoming a kid into a teenager. Yeah, and adolescent. Becoming a teenager into an adult where it's, like, real shit's hitting and it's, like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, totally. And then I think, like, I mean, you've kind of talked about it about your podcast, but, like, struggling with depression and how you, how you and I handle it. Yeah. Fairly the same. Um... I want to I wanna pause what you're saying really quick. Um, this is something that I should have mentioned in the very beginning of this podcast, but this podcast is going to be a trigger warning. So just so everyone is aware, all the listeners, we're going to be t- like, Emily is literally one of my closest friends, and her and I have gone through some really heavy shit. And we're going to be talking about that in this podcast. So just trigger warning. Buckle up, mother Buckle up. You know, it's going to be heavy shit. Get your fucking whiskey. That's why I got mine. I know, we we both got it's ours. the only way I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, keep going. Um, but yeah, I think just like stuff like that, how you and I are fairly similar in the aspect of like what we talked about earlier and like we're very empathetic and so we become super the mom friend, which is fine. Like, yeah, I'm very thankful that my friends call me first when something's going wrong yeah because they know I have them and I'm thankful for that yeah and like you said earlier how it's like we're always the listeners and it's very nice to like talk to somebody who's on that similar aspect and yeah. then how we can both just basically ping pong back and forth seriously with yeah so I mean there's many things we bond over but I think that when we first talked about some of that stuff like from our childhood and dealing with all that I think that kind of solidified that foundation to this friendship yeah and then everything else just kind of build everything else back up yeah totally but i think having that at the base is kind of what locked into place yeah and that's something i wish i would have known when, like when i first met you because mm-hmm. you have any idea like how much that would have benefited me during that time yeah like seriously yeah because we were literally struggling with the same things literally at, at the, the same, same time age. yeah and like oh my god i know well i think it's like but I also look at that as, like, I'm trying to fucking be positive with fucking life now. But it's, like, cool to see how far we've come since that. And oh, yeah. that, like, we can talk about it now. Are you kidding? Because, holy shnikes, I would never have talked about this with anybody even three years ago. Yeah. Been to, like, fucking four different therapists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But the fact that I can even talk about it with, like, even some people I don't really know very well, it's, like, I can open up about it be like, yeah, this is, you know. So yeah, you know, the kind of shit I went through. Yeah. So I think it's cool to see how far we've progressed in that aspect. Well, and I, one of the things that I think is so common to, you know, to think, it's like, if you, like, ever notice girls who have gone through the same things we, we have been through, we grow up being so independent. Oh, very. 
Yeah. It's like you, Emily. Like Emily, guys. Emily's gonna wa- is wanting to move to Montana on her own <laughs> and start her own equestrian dental, yeah, den- den- <laughs> equestrian dentistry, yeah, business good. and you all that. It. Like she's totally just she's going to excel within the next year and just she's gonna go. She's crossing her fingers, but <laughs> she, I hope so. No, you are, you are, and it's gonna be. I, I, I'm like so happy for you and like, and so and like. We just, we both kind of have that mentality of just being like, fuck it. Yeah. Let's go. Like, what do you have to lose? It's like, I think well, we, exactly. we've, we've reached rock bottom before. It's like. Well, exactly. And I think it's like, when you go through the shit that like, we've shared and it's like, you either grow up and you stay cocooned and you stay in your hometown and you settle for less, honestly. Yeah. You don't you just soak story. in your own shit. Yeah. And it's, you just keep wallowing and you don't go back out. Is it either do that or you fucking accept everything, which is, it's hard. It fucking is hard. Yeah. But then you fucking grow a pair, your skin gets tough, and you fucking go and do your own thing. Yeah. Like, I fucking went to Ireland by myself, which I don't really think is a big deal until I really specifically think about it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I literally, like, tell them about that. Like, (laughs) Like, you went to Ireland by yourself. I did all that by myself. I worked my ass off. I did fucking eight-hour shifts every fucking day for the week, and I'd pick up shifts, and I just worked, and I bought my tickets by myself. I did that riding package over in Ireland, over up in Sligo. She was, like, riding horses on the beach in Ireland. (laughs) But, yeah, I did that all by myself. Like, I traveled from, you know, SAC to LA, LA to Heathrow, Heathrow to Dublin. I did all that. I took the train over across Western Ireland, and it's like, I don't know, when I have bad days, I just think about that kind of thing that, like... I've done. Like, I did that solely by myself. I walked around Dublin by myself. Yeah. Just fucking dumbass 21-year-old woman fucking around. You were younger than that, weren't you? I turned 21. Oh. The day I got there. Which is why everybody was giving me shit. They're like, you can already drink over there. I'm like, that's not the fucking point. Yeah, right? (laughs) my birthday gift to myself. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I've worked my ass off for the past three years for this. Literally, when I would see, like, your posts on Instagram of, like, you riding horses, I would sob. Like, just crying. Just because it's like, well, in the year previously, you went through a lot. Yeah. That was 2017, was it? For 2018 is the year that I had the bad psycho. Yeah, but, but 20, like, everything went down in 2017. 2017 is when Shit I... literally hit the fan. Broke my hand twice. I punched a wall. It he- healed improperly because I was in the middle of nowhere in Montana. Healed improperly. So the boxer's fracture healed improperly. And then I came back. I punched a fucking tree because my anger was terrible. And it still is. But, yeah, that's when I thought, like, my family people just left me. Yeah. They just left. Yeah. They didn't give a fuck. And everybody just backed out on me with everything. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm solely by myself. Which is why I think Ireland was such a big thing for me. Because it's like, alright, I am by myself, but look what I can do by myself. Right. And it was just cool. And, yeah. and that was something that you gave to yourself. You didn't rely on other people. Exactly. That was something, you achieved that happiness solely within yourself. Yeah. yeah. And it was just awesome. And it's like, my dad's mom was from Donegal, Ireland. And it was like, her and I used to talk about that all the time. She passed away, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she passed away in 2017. So it was just, there was a lot going on. And it was like, my dad and I are kind of the black sheep on that side of the family. And like having a bond with her was super cool. And it's where I learned a lot of my traits are from her. She's fucking, she's fucking insane, but I fucking loved her. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so it was cool getting to do that. 
just because she was so worried about me. She's like, Emily, darling, I really don't want you going over the bar there yourself when you get older. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. When she and I have a Guinness together, I was like, I'm going to do it. She was, there's bad people everywhere. I'm like, well, of course there is. There they are everywhere. But I'm not stupid. Yeah. I can figure this out and I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I think going over there and doing that for myself and doing whatever I wanted was like insane. It's not like the best feeling ever. It's, it's amazing. And then yeah. it just opened a doorway of me fucking off and doing my own thing. Yeah. I'm going to go drive to here for the day. Goodbye. Yeah. It intimidates a lot of guys I've discovered, but. Right. I also am like, I'm not going to change that. I'm not going to settle. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I've been called selfish. and like, honestly, yeah, I am. I'm my own person at the end of the day. But you have a right to be when it comes to your own happiness. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to rely on anybody else for my happiness anymore. Because we both failed at that uh, when yeah, we were younger. Fucking go well. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And I fucked up on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, and I I think just once you come come out of that depressive state, you kind of just realize the world is just your oyster. Mm-hmm. You can just, like, it, well, things aren't as hard to accomplish as you think that they are. Well, exactly. It's like the only person standing in your own way at the end of the day is you. Yeah. Which is something you and I have struggled with always. Yeah. And I think, at least for me, I know I'll always struggle with that. But if I think about it, it's like, I can do this. It's going to take me a while, but I fucking can go off and do it. Yeah. And it's, it's a cool feeling. Yeah. Totally. It's very addicting, though. Oh, like traveling out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna go here now, Yeah, yeah. You be, you become a little impulsive. Uh, yes. Yeah, I get that. No, totally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Slightly, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I think one of the, I think one of the big things that, you, it's like we talked about the things that the struggles that we've had in common. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you and I have both dealt with self-harm mm-hmm. and we've both been sexually harassed and assaulted mm-hmm. and we both you know we've both felt we've both dealt with and you know addictions and stuff like that and oh, yeah. just to drink my alcohol <laughs> and just like all these other things and it's like i mean i i was i was yeah and we we dealt with it at a young age yeah we grew up quite fast yeah and not a very healthy way. No, not mm-hmm. at all. It wasn't our choice. Yeah. It's Why do you think seriously... I'm like a fucking five-year-old at the time now? <laughs> Making up for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. And so, that's so, and I just, I'm just, I just think that's so rare to find in a, like, I feel like our trauma and our childhoods are so parallel. It, it really is. I remember when you and I talked about that and I was like. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, well, it's like this friend that I had known for like eight years at the time. It's like her and I have like dealt with all this stuff at the same time. And we didn't even know it. It was yeah. just like. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it was just. Yeah. Ooh, that's nails on top. That was a <laughs> hotter bum noise. <laughs> Which part? The burp or that? Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was. Yeah, it's like, damn it, I wish I would have known this earlier. Like, yeah. yeah. What What would you say was, like, for you, what was, like, the hardest, like, jump for you? Like, out of, the, out of like, those th- the things that you and I have struggled with. Like, mm-hmm. what what's the biggest demon? Oh, fuck. I've gotten better about being more comfortable in my body, but honestly, I think it's the whole self-harm thing. Yeah. That became a 
unfortunately a huge fucking addiction oh my gosh like in no way whatsoever yeah and it's it's horrible and it's like it's not something that it's like i don't know some people are like i'm proud of my scars i'm not fucking proud of them i'm really not it makes me mad but i also look at it as like okay i'm still here yeah it's like i don't know and it's like you know you do you like you be proud of your scars like fuck yeah okay cool yeah i'm just i'm not because i know each story behind them yeah and it makes me mad but it it's also a, is it's 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 not just you don't just look at it and see a scar you look at it as how you felt when it's you like, made it it's like oh this is the first scar when i sat when i was 13 on my bathroom floor and i was hating myself and hating life and i just couldn't feel anything yeah and this is what i chose to do yeah why did you hate yourself honestly i'm not i really i don't i shouldn't say i don't know because there's many things i think it was just I always want to be better. Yeah. And I think, especially when I was younger, because I mean, what, 23, I've been battling depression for like 10 years now. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna always be battling it. That's just a thing. It's always there. Yeah. It's a mental illness. It's not, unfortunately, just gonna poof and go away. Yeah. And it's also not a fucking mindset. Like, no, it's, I mean, oh, uh, it pisses me off when people tell me that. When it's just like, you know, it's a gimmick. Yeah. It's not a fucking gimmick. Like, I try to train myself to be happy. Like, I am fairly positive 95% of the time. Yeah. But that's because I've, like, conditioned myself to be, like, you have to look for the positives. Yeah. But it's also, it's still still continuously there. Yeah. Like, I remember being, like, 16 and, like, I think I was six months self-harm-free, but each time I walked in the kitchen and saw the knives, it's the first thing went through my head. Yeah, totally. It didn't, I didn't choose that. I'm going to walk in the kitchen, look at the knives, and be like, I'm going to slip my fucking wrists here. Okay? Yeah, like, ooh, I'm getting my fix. Like, yeah. let's do and it. And it's not like that. It's just like a a demon that's just sitting in my head, basically, even though it's my own brain saying, this is what's going to go on today. Yeah, totally. And then, yeah, I mean, I used to wear rubber bands on my wrist, so, like, when I'd have bad thoughts, I would snap, like, yeah. snap it on my wrist. And I would, but then I got addicted to that, because I snapped them so hard, they were leaving marks. And I was like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. But I think I think self-harm is the hardest to almost pull away from. Yeah. I mean, it's like fucking being with an abusive lover. Like, you love them dearly, even though they're horrible. Yeah. But you can't fucking get away. Yeah. And it's just like, I want to get better, but it's like, I can't. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah. Because, I mean, I'll even have days now, and it's just like, fuck, like, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm stuck. I'm just not even coasting. I'm stagnant in this. I'm not moving forward in anything. Like, it'd be, everybody'd be totally fine without me. Like, just all those things. And it's like, this is what I want to do. And it's like, and it's like almost like a need. Like, I can't help it, but it's like, I gotta fucking do it. It's literally like, it was like, yeah. And it's, it's when I was in the hospital, um, when I was at the behavioral health hospital in 2017, and one of the nurses that I would stay up and talk with, and she would tell me it's literally the endorphins that go off in mm-hmm. your head is almost identical to the ones that, to the endorphins that come off for heroin addicts. Yeah. It's literally like, it was like. It's a release. It's a release, and it was just like, it's like all this, like whenever, when, like when I talk about this with people who don't understand, they're like why like would you do that and they don't they really don't know they don't know and i don't mind talking about it yeah exactly like well it's like it's such they're like doesn't it hurt like why would you do it it's like because it hurts it's taking me away from the emotional pain exactly and visually seeing it and feeling it Mm -hmm. it felt 
it felt good. It felt exhilarating. Which sounds horrible, but it it's does. Like, that's just how your mindset is. Like, yeah. At least for me, it was like something I had control over. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. and also a reminder of it's like, okay, I am bleeding. It does hurt. I'm still here. Okay, continuing on. Yeah. But then it became every other day. Yeah. And then it was every fucking day in the shower. Every fucking day. Two a fucking tea. But I was so scared. Like, I've talked about this with my other friends that have self harm. It's like, they would cut hard. Yeah. And I, my whole thing was I was so close to my mom, you know, just fucking go swimming all the time. And me being me, I'd just come home disgusting from the bar and just take off my clothes and go walk into my room. I didn't want her to see anything. Yeah. So my cutting was very light, but it was all over. Yeah. It was everywhere. Yeah. And it was just, it was horrendous. It really was. Yeah. And there was times where I was like, oh my fucking God. Because, you know, she would just walk in my room when I'd be changing and I was like, if she sees this, like, I don't need her to know this. I don't want her to worry about me. Even though she she should, and I'm yeah. glad she did, but yeah. I didn't want her to notice. I don't want anybody to worry about me. You just don't want to be a burden. No. And, and that's my that's biggest thing. Is. Like, I think you and I have both been told, like, you're very stoic. Like, you very much want to make sure that everybody's all right. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want anybody fucking worrying about me. Do not look at me. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Totally. It's like, no, you need to fucking worry about me. I'm a little fucked yeah <laughs> listen here yeah 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 i'm a psych patient right now but um yeah and i just and i think also somehow self-harming is such like a new agey thing mm-hmm. especially like within our like i remember do you remember the first day you cut yourself oh yes you said you were 13 i was 13 and it was not, like, super late, but it was, like, past 10, and I went to my bathroom, and I had... How long had you been wanting to do it before? It'd been, like, in my head for, like, months. Yeah. And I know I'd heard about... I'd heard about it when I was younger, but it hadn't fully set in yet. Yeah. Because I feel like 13 is when everything kind of sat in my head, and I was like, oh, my fucking God. Mm-hmm. But I'd been thinking about it for a while, and I, like... I'm not an artist in any way, but I... I do art. <laughs> And I had a pencil sharpener, and I just remember, I was like, oh my god, this is the thing I need to do. And I remember totally. taking the blade out, a little tool, yeah, and I unscrewed that screw, and then I went in the bathroom, and I like sat on the floor, and I was like, I terribly want to cut my wrist right now, but I'm always in a t-shirt, because I'm always working or doing something, I don't want anybody to see. And I was like, what's some place that nobody's going to see? And I was like, oh, like, my ankles. Nobody's going to see. And I just remember seeing, and I remember cutting right there, and I was like, oh my god. And then I went to fucking town. <laughs> And it was horrible. It really was. Yeah. And it, I did cut deep on those ones. And those ones fucking hurt. Yeah. Especially when I would like wear boots and go to I was going to say when you're like walking. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a reminder. It's like, okay, I'm still here. I'm still here. Oh, so you kind of got some positive affirmation out of it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because that's something that I never yeah. felt. I felt like this was like a huge shameful thing to hide. Yeah. Like I was like disappointed and angry at myself yeah in the moment i wasn't and like two minutes after but afterwards but afterwards it's like oh god i'm full of anxiety of needing to hide this that's how i got when i was older and then it got worse yeah but at that time i was just it was just literally my ankles and then i did it a lot on my stomach yeah and then it just got worse and worse yeah and then it was deeper yeah and then it started showing yeah. So you were 13? I was 13, and I continuously did it until I was like... How long were you doing it before your your family found out? 
I think I was 14, 15. Cause I remember coming home from rodeo practice and what I had done is I'd kept them in a film canister. Mm-hmm. So I'd had a bunch of fucking razors from my pencil sharpeners and then my stepdad has a shop. So I'd go in and like the, like the shipping cup blades, like the ones that slide out. Oh, uh, so, the box opener. Yeah. Yeah. And so he had like a stack of blades and I remember going in there one day and it was like almost like an addiction. I was like, I fucking need those. Yeah. And I took like two. A box cutter is what it is. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't notice, but... And I don't know what kicked in my mom's head to look, but she found the film canister and she opened it up and she was like, oh my God. And I just remember just like shutting down. Like, I'm really not, <laughs> fucking, I'm not good with emotions. I remember her talking to me and she was so sad and I was just mortified. And I wasn't mortified by the fact that she found them. I was mortified by the fact that she was disappointed in me and I was making her cry. Yeah. And then I was furious at myself. Yeah. And it was just, it was not good. Well, first time that I cut myself, I was 14, and the first time that I cut myself, my mom walked in on me doing it. Yeah. Jesus. And it was by far one of the worst days of my life, because I had been thinking about doing it for, like, maybe a year. Mm. Maybe a year. Because that time, that was in 2013, was, like, literally one of the hardest times of my life, and... I had been thinking about doing it for a long time and I had like gotten in an argument or I, I felt really attacked by my mom and my two older sisters about something and I just went in my room and for a while I would just use plastic and I would, what I would do like plastic cutlery almost kind of yeah right. well not like a plastic so what I would do is the make a picnic <laughs> nice. yeah I know right I shouldn't be laughing about that no it's not- no, that's just trauma. It mm-hmm. makes it makes us turn into humor. Hides all my pain. Yeah, <laughs> totally. We're Chandler Bangs. <laughs> <laughs> but what I would what I would do is I would with my makeup. I would break my makeup, oh. and I would use the sharpest edge to cut. Interesting. Yeah. I shouldn't say that's interesting, but yeah, you know what I mean. No, no, it's no, nobody games. does that. Nobody does that. Uh-uh. And well, it's and it's like I didn't think. Like, I didn't really think enough to, like, get my pencil. Sh- I, I did later. But I didn't really. Th- I figured it out down the road. I figured it out, yeah. Um, I didn't do that till way later on. Mm-hmm. And so I would do that for a long time, which made it hard for my family to keep away from yeah. me. Because everything is plastic. Mm-hmm. I could, like, pick out so many things in this room that I could use. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it was, like, so hard like when i went to the mental hospital they had to take my shampoos and conditioners away from me mm-hmm. they had to take away my spiral notebook yeah because of the spiral, the spiral. that's in there mm-hmm. and they had to i mean they literally took away almost everything yeah except clothing yeah and even still they would check on me every 15 minutes but yeah my mom i was crying and i had my sleeve up mm-hmm. and i was going like this and my mom just came, came around and she's like, why are you crying? And I told her, I can't look at you. Yeah. And she was like, why? What happened? And I just showed her my arm and she took two steps forward looking. And then she just left the room. And like, she didn't say anything. And I can hear her telling my sisters, Abby just cut herself. And my sisters come in and they... 
I understand it. Looking back, I understand that they were scared. But I didn't need to feel... You didn't need to be all that. I didn't need to. Yeah, they called. Yeah, they called my dad from work. My mom did. She yeah. called my. She's like, you need to come home right now. Like Abby just cut herself. And like I, my mom and my sisters are in the fam are like in the family room and they're like sitting down like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, that's not good. And I'm like, talk to me. Like, don't shut me out. And my mom, my mom told me she was like, I can't look at you. And like. Looking back, though, I it's like it's 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 like what I said before. Like, cutting was not a thing for them back then. Yeah, it's it's somehow I think it like it like came up like in the nineties somehow, and it started to become like a new. Well, I feel thing. like it was almost like a thing, especially when like because my mom thought so. I'd gotten a tumbler, and I feel like that was a big thing. But it's not like it was a fad. It was just tumbler. You fucking post whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. And it was that people would vent on there because nobody knows who you are behind a computer screen. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, yeah, I saw a bunch of, like, quotes on there that still, like, I'm like, yeah, I fucking resonate with that all the fucking time. Totally. But I remember my mom especially being like, is this a fad? Or is this something you're trying, like, where did you hear about this? And I'm like, I didn't fucking hear about it. It was just something in my head. I was like, I've been looking at scissors to take to my legs for fucking years, mom. For honestly, like, let's be real here. And she was just so like, ugh. And I remember... (laughs) shouldn't laugh about this but it was like 13 was like right when one direction was a big thing and i remember her being like are other girls doing this because they can't be with them and i was like <laughs> no i was like of course i want to marry Niall, who is still my husband, <laughs> oh my, who, God. my grandmother died thinking he and i were in a relationship i'm gonna let that sit and i'm gonna let you guys think about that coming back but yeah she thought she was like is this because of this and i was like no it's because my brain's fucked up that's why yeah because all the trauma that i went through at such a young age and i was like listen here woman my brain's fucked up i want to yeet myself off a goddamn cliff this is about as good as we're gonna get for right now yeah totally cheers (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally no and like yeah and it's like and especially at that time it's like at that age, I didn't understand why I did it. Yeah. And so it's like, they were, why are you doing this? I don't know. Like, well, exa- And that was the thing. And it's like, I don't, yeah, I don't fucking know. Well, and it's something that I, when I was starting to go to therapy and stuff. And well, it's like another thing too. It's like, you were, I mean, it's, it's shitty to give you props about something like this. But you were way more smart about it than I was. Mm-hmm. Because I did not, I mean, the first time I did that to myself, I had, like, eight slits up my arm. Mm -hmm. And it was summertime. Yeah. And I was going to school. And literally, and I I think on some stupid part of me, like, subconsciously, it's, if, if, like, if I saw, you would think if somebody saw that on a person... Mm. You would want to be there for that person. Yeah. It got passed around my school. Like when I was in eighth grade. It got passed around in my school. And nobody was there for me. <laughs> nobody was there for me. I remember this one time. I It's like I somehow came to school one day and everyone all of a sudden knew about it. Yeah. Everyone knew about it. I only remember one dude who said something. Not even my closest friends said yeah, anything to me. This dude who I wasn't even close with, 
and who I, he was like popular. I'm actually going to give him a shout out. I've never, like, because he said this to me, I will never forget him. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show how much of an impact you have on somebody's life when they're going through so much. Well, exactly. And it's like, that's why you always want to be like a good person. You know, exactly. You to or do. Because you never know that impact. And this, this guy's name was Flynn Davis. Mm-hmm. And Flynn Davis, it was his birthday one day. And it was like at the end of May. And, like, I wasn't even friends with him. Hey, May, baby. <laughs> I wasn't even friends with him. Like, he was just, I never, like, I just never interacted with him. It was his birthday one day, and I just, like, out of the blue, we were, like, walking. Our class was walking somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you want for your birthday? He was like, well, for starters, what I want for my birthday is for you to stop doing what you're doing. And I was like, oh. Oh. Oh my god, my heartstrings! Wow, and I and like, I have never forgotten that. Yeah, and that because that that was literally the only time somebody was there for me. Yeah, and I wasn't even friends with him. Yeah, and I I will never forget that for the rest of my life. And it's like I've never even like he doesn't even know that mm. or anything like that. Um, so. That just had such a huge impact on me. And I, like, and it's funny because especially when 13 Reasons Why came out. And I had all of my fucking classmates at that time post on social media, like, oh, like, you know, suicide awareness, like, blah, 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 blah. Talk to me, 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 like, bitch. I know, literally. I'm like, are you. Did anything for me. Exactly. Like, and you knew about it. Literally, like, nearly, like. The entire junior high knew about it when I was doing it. Yeah. And you didn't do nothing. You were scared to be near me. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just that and, like, oh, my God. So, and another thing, when I was starting to go to therapy, to one of the, um, the one of the most common things that girls who self-harm, the most common traits that they have is that they were sexually abused. Mm-hmm. Which I know that's something you and I have both struggled with. Oh, yeah. And, but you and I kind of struggled with it differently a little bit. Mm. Because you... I mean, I don't want to speak for, your, speak for you. No, you're good. But... You know from, me fairly well, well, so it's fine. From what you've told me, you really dealt with it from your mom's boyfriends. Mm. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? I won't go like, into like details and like super dose, but yeah, it was just... They weren't... They just, in the easiest way, they just weren't very nice to me at all. They weren't nice to you. But, like, in and that branched out to many things. Like, I got smacked around because I'm so protective of my mom. And they would get pissed because, I mean, I mean, my mom's, as you said earlier, she's beautiful. And she was fairly young when she had me. So, you know, when I was four, she was still in her 20s. Yeah. She's still fucking rocking around, looking yeah. hot as shit. Yeah. And I think it was... I mean, there's no excuses for them, but it, yeah, it's fucking, they probably got super fucking jealous because I was always around my mom and they, yeah, I remember one time specifically, I tried to go wake my mom up when she was sleeping with her boyfriend and he got mad at me and he like backhanded me and I was so like in shock and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I just didn't even know what to do and then nobody believed me. Yeah. So then I started holding everything in. Yeah. And then, yeah, there was some of the instances where it's like they came into my room yeah and i knew they were there yeah which is the whole fucking reason like 
why I'm so tentative around men already. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's something I can't help. Yeah. And that's why I have the big front of being, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. And it's yeah, like, no, totally. I really will kick your fucking ass. No, yeah. But I'm going to... Because nobody up. did that for me when I needed it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm the woman that I wish somebody had been there for me oh my God, when I was yeah. little. Seriously. And that's the whole reason. I mean, fucking off topic, but not really, but Peter Pan. Peter Pan. It's because I attached myself to that so heavily. I was like, somebody's going to come and save me and take me away. Yes. So I've become my own Peter Pan. (laughs) Yeah. But in all honesty, yeah. But it's so difficult with guys. I mean, my first serious boyfriend, we were together for five years. Yeah. We didn't sleep together until three years in. Yeah. Because I was, I could, no, I could not. (laughs) Yeah. And even sometimes, like, I can't. Yeah. I'm like, just don't fucking touch me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Fucking bite your face off. Well, and it's like before I was dating my ex-boyfriend, I really, because I had, I mean, that was why I didn't date in high school. I would be like, oh, like, relation. my excuse would be like, oh, relationships never last when you're in high school. But it was because I really didn't trust guys at that age. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And with good reason. For fucking good reason. Yeah, seriously. And that Dumb bitches. Yeah, and... And then when I got into my serious relationship and, like... I literally didn't even trust him off the bat. Mm. And then it's like when all these things... Go with your gut instincts. Seriously, people. Girls, oh my gosh. When you feel that, seriously, follow that shit. Seriously, sprint away. Because I would have saved myself with so much, like... like I could have had way more good sleep nights and not sleepless Mm. nights. I would have... Because it's, like, before that, I kind of, like, I was, like, okay, like, it's okay. I can do this. Mm. Like, but, oh, my God. Yeah. It's so subconscious. Yeah. It's very, like, it's it wasn't, like, I mean, it wasn't, like, it wasn't necessarily, like, getting, like, into heated into a moment mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want it would It would just be, like, subconscious, like, don't touch me. Oh, yeah. It, get off you of me. You shy away. Yeah. Get off of me. Like and, me, like, they're taken back. And then I was like, I'm just as taken back as they are. Yeah. And well, I think it's your body's natural. It's almost like your brain realizing, like, you're about to f- go into fight or flight. Get out now. Yeah. Like, that's happened to me in the middle of sex. And yeah. I've just locked up. And thankfully, the guy that happened with, he was like, okay, we're done. Like, he fucking knew. Yeah. But, I mean, it comes out of fucking left field. I'll be hanging with, like, some of my guy friends and somebody says something, and I'm out. Mm-hmm. But they don't even mean it in, like, any disregarding way. It's, they're just fucking saying stuff. Yeah. Which isn't, like, they're not saying bad stuff, but something that'll, like, kick me back into that sense. I'm like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah. Like, I like to be held down, but don't fucking hold me down if I'm panicking. <laughs> yeah, right? Seriously. No. <laughs> you want to know what I learned from TikTok? TikTok? What did you learn from TikTok? handcuffs out of your fucking belt. Oh, yeah. I didn't fucking know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god our talks <laughs> yes fucking great yes great um but yeah that wasn't something it was i never thought it would be subconscious like that oh yeah and thankfully i mean if it's the guy that i'm thinking of that you're telling me about that situation mm-hmm. where he's like okay mm-hmm. you're so lucky you had that I'm with that guy extraordinary lucky and i'm very, very thankful as well, because if that had gone south, I probably would have been ruined. Seriously. 
Yeah. Yeah, because when that happened with my ex-boyfriend and he just kept going and going and going, thank God. <laughs> thank God him and I weren't like in a relationship. Yeah. Like, or like, you know, we weren't together for super long and like we didn't have a history together. Yeah. Because if we did, oh my God, that would have traumatized me. Yeah. But it's like, I almost didn't really even trust him from the very get-go. And then it's like, when that happened, that kind of just solidified it. Yeah. And I wish I fucking listened to my gut when I did not trust him in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a really great situation. But. Fucking solid. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But, yeah. And so I think, and it's like, so you really dealt with that from your mom's, like, relationships and stuff like that i really dealt with that from boys in my class yeah and from teachers Mm -hmm. and people it it happened in places where i was supposed to be safe exactly and you it's like you're in your own home Mm -hmm. me i was at school and there was people and there was adults and there was adults oh my god this is another thing I remember this one situation happened. It's like, here's the thing. When it was happening to me, it was so... Not only was it, like, shocking, it was petrifying. Oh, it was Because I had grown up in such a sheltered home Mm -hmm. and Christian home. So the things that happened to me, like, terrified me. Yeah terrified me and i remember this like one situation where a dude passed me a note in class and it was basically like me it was he drew a picture of me basically getting gang raped yeah yeah and i he did it as a joke we're in seventh grade (laughs) so it's like I don't give a flying fuck, you're a fucking retard. Yeah, exactly. And so, but when I got that, (laughs) no, when I got that, literally my face went white. And it's like, and he knew it too. So he's like, Connor, it's a joke, it's a joke, it's a joke. And I'm like, Do you see me fucking laughing there, mate? Yeah. No, I'm not fucking laughing. Yeah, and it was like, it was, he like, it was like, it was pictures and he drew it himself. And it's like, but get this. So I'm like showing it to my. I can't fucking clench my goddamn hand. <laughs> <laughs> Emily hurt her thumb, so it's a little hurt. It's uh, a little fucked up. But um, I remember telling my friend about it, and my friend was like, "You should go to the principal and stuff." And I did. I went to the principal. I had the paper with me, and I showed them it. They didn't. They told me to go, and show it to my teacher. So I showed it to them. And they were like, uh, okay, you, you need to take this up with your teacher because your teacher will really do something about it. You're the fucking principal of the fucking school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, this is going to be angry. (laughs) So I went to my teacher and my teacher was like awkwardly laughing when he saw it. And he was like, I'm in seventh grade, you motherfucker. Yeah. But even see, he was like, he was one of the teachers that I felt really not safe around and so i showed that note to him and he was like i'm going to talk to him and his parents so i was like okay 
I need more whiskey for this. <laughs> fucking I need more whiskey Maybe for this. Maybe fucking furious. No, I don't think I've ever seen you that red. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> Alcohol break. <laughs> How do you feel? Pissed. Pissed. I'm so fucking mad right now. I can't even explain it. Go get your other rebel. I am. I know. I am. The sugar's gonna calm me down. I know. <laughs> It'll balance it out. Oh, did it melt? Oh no, it looks okay. But um, yeah, and like as far as I know, like he never got like suspended. I hope he sits on fucking Legos for the rest of his goddamn life. Yeah. So it's like it would piss me the fuck off when I would have people pop off, queen, go. I don't seriously when I would have it's like. People, why don't you say anything? I fucking did. Mm-hmm. I told the principal before I told my parents. Because I was like, uh-uh, this needs to be taken care of. Like, You're going to take care of it. I trust you. I'm in a safe place. Yeah. And nothing, as far as I know, happened. If anything, he was just a bigger bully to me and yeah. just treated me like shit. He quit sexually harassing me, but he literally treated me horribly after that. And so it piss it just it kind of it just people think it's as easy as telling somebody but you don't understand it's like it's first of all it's like when you when you do it, there's two outcomes that could happen one of the outcomes being they don't take care of it yeah. which is what happened with me mm-hmm. or it blows up to this huge thing and then it gets broadcasted and to then everybody you get a target on your back yeah, yeah yeah a huge target on your back and it's, oh, it just, it would take me off. It just, it takes me off sometimes when I hear that. It's just, I mean, it just goes to show, like, I can't, ex- I can't expect, I can't have expectations anymore of people doing decent things. Mm-mm. And that's really quite mm. sad, too, as well, because it's like, there are really good people in the world, and I do know that, and I'm aware of it, but it's like, I have been so conditioned from bad experiences with people that it's like, yeah, yeah, I do have trust issues. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, well, yeah sorry. totally. And it was just like, yeah, and so it was just, it was, it's just disappointing. And because it's like, if I was a mother and I learned somewhere where my kid is supposed to go every day mm-hmm. for six hours, six to seven hours, and they were dealing with that. I mean, I got to give my parents credit. My, my parents really didn't know much at all. Yeah. I would just constantly be, and this was at a specific school. Mm-hmm. And I just constantly, like, literally almost every morning, I would beg my mom, please, I don't want to go in there. I don't yeah. want to go. I don't want to go. Please, please, please. And sometimes she'd just be like, okay, fine. Yeah. Like, okay, you're not going to school today. Oh, that was like, yeah, me in high school, freshman year, my mom, my mom was my teacher, would get there early, and I would be like, can I please just stay in your classroom all day? Like, please don't make me go. Yeah. I'd be sobbing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, she was, she didn't fucking know. She'd be like, Emily, go. I'd be like, mom, please, please fuck What were you up. struggling with at that time? I was getting bullied very heavily. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like more. Didn't you go to Chico High? I started out at Chico High. Yeah, me too. Yeah, freshman year. Um, And it was like, I don't know. I wasn't really into the big like, I feel like at least in my freshman year it was like, everybody discovered the other gender. Let's go to the movies. Let's all fucking make out. We'll be in the top row, make out. You know, we can go smoke weed. We can go get liquor from my older brother and go to parties. And I was just so 
I was still uncomfortable in my own body and I just didn't want to be a part of that. It's like, I just want to go to the barn and ride my horse. Yeah. And I just got bullied so heavily because I didn't have like, you know, Hollister clothing. I didn't have vans. I didn't have skinny jeans. I didn't have um, like an Aeropostle shirt and whatnot. I wasn't on a team or I wasn't playing sports. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't care about this though. This is so shallow to me. Yeah. And I, I really, truly don't care. And I just remember like, girls were always wearing super they just wanted to reveal everything and i was like i'm no i'm so uncomfortable in doing that and i just got i got fucking railed with that shit yeah people just made fun of me like i remember i had a sleepover one time with people who i thought were my friends and the guy i was like talking to texting you know whatever Mm -hmm. lived down the street from me and they had my girlfriends had their boyfriends over there and they like wanted to sneak out and go smoke weed in the field next to me and i was like are you fucking kidding me? I was like, is this why you guys came over? Because they're right in the road? They're like, well, yeah, come on, let's ride our bikes down. And I was like, no. Yeah. I'm like, it's so disrespectful, A, to my parents, and also to me, because you guys planned this without me really fully knowing. And they still went. They hopped the fence, and they walked down the road, and they were gone until like 4 o'clock in the morning. And it was just like, I just remember being like, I just literally want to go to the barn. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. it wasn't about, like, going to the dances or anything. I just, ugh. Yeah, it was horrible. And then I just, you know, I thought I was doing something wrong, so my self-harm was horrendous. Yeah. Like, I obliterated my legs, my stomach, my upper arms, like, I don't even think my mom fucking knows this, but I, like, carved the word, like, ugly, like, into my thigh. Yeah. And it was just, like, ugh, I fucking hated it. I hated it so much. And I was like, please don't make me fucking go to school where I see everybody. Yeah. And it was just, uh. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't care about anything here. I truly don't. You just, it's like, if this is my life, I ain't missing out on much. No. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my headset. And I was like, I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. How, how long have you been clean from self-harming? If you want to talk about it. You don't have to answer if you don't want no, to. No, I mean, I will. Uh, I haven't self-harmed since April this year. Really? Yeah. And what made you, during that time, what made you? Oh, fuck. Many things. Um, I don't know. I, like, when I moved to Montana for, like, a month last year, and then everything fell to shit, and I felt like that was a huge failure on my part. I mean, there's nobody harder on me than me. Like, I drag myself through the mud. And I'm aware of it, but I don't know how not to, because I expect me to do well and I want me to do well and I always want me to aim higher yeah. and so that just stuck with me because I, I truly am not a fan of this hometown um, yeah that's another thing that you and I have in common we f- hate Chico yeah we literally hate it like I'm glad I grew up here but there's nothing for me here I've got great friends and they're the friends that know me well enough and that are truly my friends they want me to get out because they know I'm happier yeah totally the people that get mad at me when I'm like there's nothing from here and then you get pissed and like well I'm here I'm like then you're not my fucking friend if you know how much I fucking hate it here yeah right and that was just that was pretty brutal that I did that and then a lot of other things came up from like my past the aspect of like boys and whatnot and I was just like I'm not getting anywhere with my life I'm at a job that I fucking hate I was so stressed out And it was just, it got to a point and I was like, yep, I don't really give a shit anymore. (laughs) What originally, what spurred my self-harm. I didn't even go about it in wanting to self-harm. I was going about it in to take away my life. 
and I was in the shower and I was home alone and I was trying so, so hard to push deeper on my arms and I just fucking couldn't. But that was the first time that I like used my arms too because I didn't want anybody to fucking see. Because I'm always wearing t-shirts and whatnot. That's just what I do. Mm -hmm. And so the whole point of basically going after my arms was like, fuck it. You know, going down the street to end something. Whatever that fucking term is, you cross the street for attention, you go down the street to end it. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to so bad. And I just couldn't, like, I just, I fucking remember sitting in the shower, I was probably in the shower for like 10, 15 minutes, the like fucking years though, but I just could not get myself to push harder. And then I... Push harder into your arm. If you, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got mad about that, and then I just took it out on my thighs. And I just fucking went to town. Yeah. And that's the deepest I've ever cut. Like, I was terrified my mom was going to come into the bathroom and, like, see all the bloody tissues and all the bloody towels and everything in the trash. Um, but it was also a crude way of kind of waking me up, though. I was like, okay, if, I, if my brain can't push hard enough, I can still stick around. I yeah. can still keep going. Even though there's been a lot of fucking shit going on, like, it still wants to be here. Some aspect of my brain is telling me, no, dumb fuck, we gotta keep fucking going. So that was, that was hard. It was very hard. And I was pissed because it had been like two years, or like a year and a half since I'd last self-harmed. Yeah. And that's what brought me to it, and I'm still truly mad about it. I'm thankful for it in a way, but it fucking sucked. A lot. And then... That was the first time I ever really had to hide anything. I'd go to work, and, you know, the fucking heater's going, and I'm having to wear long sleeves. And I can't roll them up past my fucking wrist. Yeah. You know, i bend down, my pants rub on my thighs, and I was like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'd come home, my pants were, like, staining. Thankfully, I was wearing black pants. Yeah. Because I had bled through. Yeah. I was just like... That was another thing that I also really struggled... That's funny that you said that, because I struggled with that during softball season. Mm-hmm. My junior year of high school. Yeah. I was... Literally, like, so many times I would go to practice, and my thighs were just so bad. Oh, and, yeah. like, sweating, mm-hmm. and, like, having to sprint and run and slide on the bases. I was going to say, sliding is what ruined my legs. Yeah. Like, those scars, I don't know how they, like, healed, but I remember, like, one game... <laughs> fucking speed demon over here. But I'd go and... I'd still... I still base all the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember I slid, and, like, my pants ripped, and I hit the base, too, that hurt so bad. I had oh so god. much dirt in them, and I was wanting to, like... Oh, my God. <laughs> that was fucking horrible. It was the worst. But, yeah. And, like, not even my closest friends knew about what I was doing or anything. And it's, like... I remember this one time. It's uh, during a softball game. I was with three three of my closest friends. They are like, Abby, are you okay? And it's, like, I just seriously broke down. It was just totally, like... They just, and they didn't even know what was happening. They were like, oh my God, what's wrong? And mm-hmm. I was like, you have no idea the turmoil I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. And it was just, yeah. Thankfully, like, it's been, it was, it's been about two years since the last time I did it. Good. So. I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was... That ain't easy. Mm-mm. That's literally going through withdrawal. 
It, yeah, it's It horrible. seriously is. It's like there were so many times where I literally felt like a meth addict. Yeah. Because you're just shaking. Mm-hmm. And you want to do it so bad. And it's like... I get so antsy. Yeah. Like, I already, like, get fidgety, but, like, I get ten times more fidgety. Yeah. That's why I wear rings. Yeah. Why do you wear rings? So I can fiddle. But yeah, see, isn't mm-hmm. that weird? Mm-hmm. That's, like, another thing that I, like, picked up on is I flex my hands a lot. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I want to squeeze something. Yeah. And it was, it's just, yeah. So, yeah. But those things happened, and I think if those things didn't happen, you and I haven't, wouldn't be as close as we are now. Oh, absolutely. And like, am, am I thankful that they happened? No. But I'm glad that the circumstances brought us yeah. together as good friends. I regret the memory, but I don't regret the experience. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, it's maybe who I am. Yeah. So. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's also helped me, like, pick up on signs of, like, I mean, I can usually tell who's harming themselves. Like, there's so many friends that I've, like, called their ass out. and like, I fucking know what you're doing. Like, I saw them, or I mm-hmm. can see. Mm-hmm. And even, it's been cool even, like, I'm not going to name names, but, like, even some of my mom's, like, kids that she teaches and stuff. Like, because oh, I've been open, I've opened up to her about it, and now we talk about it. But she's told me, she's like, I don't think this kid's doing well. And I've, like, written letters to them that she gives to them in class. And that's, like made their fucking time like I met one girl who I never even met but I met her last year and she was like are you like you're the daughter of Kate and I was like yeah she goes do you remember me I was like no (laughs) who are you she goes oh I'm so-and-so you wrote me a letter in like my sophomore year and that like changed everything and I was like oh fuck (laughs) and I was like okay cool don't make it a big deal don't make me awkward don't make me panic because I don't I mean it's like what I said earlier I don't like to be like looked at just overlook me but I also get that that was pretty cool that I got to help her in that aspect. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, this a lot of the depression has come with extremely negative things. Extremely negative. But it's also produced a lot of positives. Yeah. In its ugly way. Yeah, totally. But. Yeah. What would you say, like... And what would you say, like, you're grateful for the experience? Like, what What do you think definitely stands out about you that your experience has given you? Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, I'm so bad about talking about myself in that aspect. Um, I don't know. I, I know it's definitely made me tougher. Like, I've always been tough, but that's made me even more... I don't know if that's the right one, though. I think it's it's made me very aware of how short life is. Also, because I've lost three friends now to suicide and it's it sucks but it also shows that it's like yeah fucking life does suck ass sometimes it really sucks yeah it does but there's always gonna be a day where it gets better yeah like it does and that's so like and i know it's cliche to say but like it does fucking get better like you, you but you have to work for it like you really do have to train yourself i mean it's I'm not relating it to cancer or anything, but, you know, you take chemotherapy to hopefully help it. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to therapy to talk to somebody about it to hopefully get better, to get aids and training tools to get your mind in at least a better functioning aspect where you can, like, live, live normally almost. As normal as you're going to get with having that depression in your head always. Yeah. Um, like, that's always going to be something that's going to be there for me. Always. Like, it doesn't go away. Yeah. But it's also like the therapy's helped me accept it at least. Because at first I was like, oh, I'm 
fucking horrendous. Like, I'm broken. Broken. And I've been told, Emily, you're broken, but it's okay. We still love you. And I'm like, okay, that's not the fucking right thing to say to me, asshole. Yeah, right? Or you come from a broken family. Or, oh, I remember, he's still one of my best, best friends. And I'm not going to say his name because I know this will break his heart. I don't think he meant it in a way that it would affect me so much. But I remember discussing with him about the guy I liked and he knew about my scars and he was like, well, Em, do you think I'll still like, like you or love you with the scars you have and all the issues you have going on? And I remember being like, oh my God, does nobody going to love me as this then? Yeah. And that, I mean, I still, I remember that day fucking clear. Yeah. Clear as hell. We were sitting in the back of his truck and I know he didn't mean it out of the meanness of his heart, but it stuck with me to this day. And that's always something that I'm going to think about. Like, okay, when I go out in a swimsuit, you're going to see the scars on my legs. If I talk to you about it, are you going to run away? Like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. If I ever get married to somebody, like, are you going to hide that from your family? Are you going to hide it from the kids? Like, what is going to go through? And that's always going to be something that's in my head. Yeah. And that's just, that's kind of like you said earlier. Something, things will stick to you no matter what. That's why you have to be so careful about what you say. Well, and it's funny, too. It's like, I was always afraid of that. And then it's like... The guys that I have told that to, they resonate with that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they've also dealt with that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, in that aspect, I didn't realize how common it is. Mm -hmm. Because it is. It's really common. Yeah, unfortunately, it's very common. Yeah, and I don't think parents out there really realize that. Mm -mm. Just exactly how common it is. Oh, at least like... I mean, like, my generation who are becoming parents, thankfully they are aware of it, but it's, like, yeah. you know, the generation, like, you, like, your parents and my parents, and it's, that wasn't a fucking thing. Yeah. And that's not their fault. Yeah. They just didn't know. Yeah. And they're still learning. They're always going to be learning about it. Yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And so... And that's, and I think that's, that just goes to show how much I wanted to make this podcast and make a podcast mm-hmm. is to just, I know it's, it's like, cause I mean, that went, even went into when I wrote a poem about being sexually harassed, it's, it was called Hear My Roar. You can read it on, it's on my Instagram. It was, it's a post on my Instagram that you can read it there. Literally when I posted that. So many people DM'd me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why, like, I like, like, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to start the conversation off with meeting somebody be like, yeah, I used to self-harm. I tried to kill myself a couple times. What's up? Like, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, What's good? opening up at least a little bit on social media, because a lot of people use it to express yourselves. Mm-hmm. And, like, I do it too. And that's just how the generation works, and that's okay. But you just yeah. have to, you know, talk to other people about it. Yeah. Um... But I mean, yeah, I posted some things. Like when I got my tattoo on my back, you know, I got that on my year anniversary of being self-harm free and I put it out there. I, you know, take it as you wish. Same thing. So many people like reached out to me and they're like, this is so inspiring. Like, I didn't know you were going through this. Because I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> you called my ass out one time. You're like, you use your humor a lot to hide everything. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. You saw right through me. Yeah. But it's, and I mean, I do, and I'll own up to that. But it's also nice to hear, it's like, 
at least people are like, okay, like, yeah, if you go through that, then I'm not some wacko who's also going through it. Like, this is something that is not normal, but it's around. But if you can get better, I can work to get better. Well, and it's and it just shows people what you're doing. It's not. It's not like what you're doing is like so new. Yeah, it's not taboo. It's not taboo. Mm -hmm. Exactly, that's a good way of putting it. Like you, it's like whenever I would say, whenever I would hear, you're not alone. It was it. I heard it more as like I'm here for you, mm-hmm. whereas you're not alone. Really means a lot of people are feeling alone, like mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. Oh, you're not alone in that aspect. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not the only person on this earth who feels like a psychopath. Yeah, exactly. That's real. Like, but I always saw it as you're not alone. I'm here for you. Yeah. Where it's like, but bullshit. Where have you been the yeah, past exactly. few years? Where have you seen me? You've seen me struggling and you've been nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And that would piss me off when I would hear that from people. But, and I think that's honestly how they meant to to say it too. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think some people just, they don't, I don't know. Some people don't know how to handle it either. Like some of my best friends, like I love them dearly and I always will. But I can't talk to them about some stuff like this. Yeah. Just because they just don't know how to handle it. They have never they been don't. through stuff like that. And that was what it was. And I think that was such a huge falling out with my friend in high school who I mm. lost a friendship with. And she was literally one of my closest friends of all time. And, like, whether she would even admit it or not to this day, I do think that was a huge factor. Oh, absolutely. Because it was, like, a few, when I, it was f- before our falling out, it was a few months prior to that where I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I... Yeah, and I would call her while I was in the hospital, which was a really dumb, 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 right, dumb, 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 dumb choice. Don't beat yourself up I know, but... I get what you mean, but you I should have called, like, maybe you, or, like... Yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I get what you mean. But just somebody who gets it, not somebody who not only doesn't get it, really doesn't get yeah. it. But and also, it's, like, it's hard, because it's, like... Like, a lot of my good friends are cowboys, and they just fucking don't know how to handle it. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and I tell them, I'm like, listen, you love me always, but you don't have to handle this because I know it's a lot. Yeah. I know it is. And I don't expect you to just be waiting, but I do expect you to have my back and yeah. still love me no matter what. Yeah. And that's fine. But yeah, sometimes I don't, you know, call up so-and-so and be like, hey, this is what's fucking going on. And they'll be like, oh my God, uh, what? Go what do beer. I do with that? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. I'm already having one. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's stuff like that. Like it, it is a lot. It's. It's a lot of weight to carry. Yeah. But also, it's like, I don't expect anybody to be like, okay, let's go. Yeah. But yeah, you do have to be careful. At least who you keep closer. Yeah. Like, there's some friends that I'm like, I'll keep you at an arm's distance away. Just mainly for your sake. I don't need to put this on you and have the possibility of losing you. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking shit. Like, I had one friend that was super, super awesome and stuff, and we were super close. She fucking got married (laughs) over (laughs) Skype. And then, you know, we just lost contact in that. It was a lot of things that happened. And that was the same year. She got married over Skype? Well, he proposed over Skype. Oh. But it was the same year that I had my miscarriage. Yeah. And I told her about that. And she, I think at first she was very mad at me because I'd always been, you know, pro-choice. You do, that's your fucking body. And I think she thought I, like, wished that upon myself. And I was like, I was 18. I didn't even fucking know. 
until I did the math and I was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking late. And then everything happened. And I think she just held that against me as a way of just getting out. And I was like, getting out? What do you mean getting out? Of like our friendship. Like she kind of used it in the aspect of like, I don't, maybe she didn't, but I always thought of it because she, as soon as I told her about that, as soon as I opened up, she dipped. Why? I don't know. I really don't know. That is really whack. Because yeah. I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that literally makes zero sense. I know. <laughs> oh my god. And that was so like, that was very traumatic because she was one of my... You guys were close. I would follow you guys around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's the one I told about everything. Yeah. Like I told her about when I first self-harmed, I gave her my razors to throw away. Like so many things. Yeah. And then I told her this and it flipped a switch. I was like, motherfucker, do you think I fucking wanted that? Yeah. To wake up, like, in pain, and it looks like Satan just fucking peed in the bed. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty hard. That was very hard. And I think it's, it's... Because I remember when you first told me about that, it had been like a year and a half since that happened. Yeah. I didn't tell anybody until like two years later. Yeah. Except my roommate who knew because he was in the room. Because he was there, yeah. It's, and like, I can see how that still affects you to this day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I look at it especially as like, with some of my friends who have kids, that it would be the age that my kid would be. Yeah. And it sucks. It really does. Yeah. I'm terrified to be a mom, but I would love to be a mom someday. You would be a great mom. <laughs> Thank you. You would, for sure. Um, and it breaks my fucking heart especially now it's i'm seeing everybody else having kids yeah it's like oh fuck (laughs) was i ready to be a mom no but i would have made it fucking work yeah you would have and so it's just i don't that one you mentioned you just you mentioned earlier you were you're Mm pro-choice so you would have kept the baby i would have made it work yeah Mm -hmm. it was with somebody that i loved dearly yeah i'm pro-choice in the aspect of like you know if a 13 year old girl gets raped and she's you know She's began puberty. She can get pregnant and she has a baby. No. I don't fucking want a kid to have a kid. Yeah. But it's also up to her. It's up to anybody. Yeah. But I was going to make it work with the partner I was with at the time. Totally. Is it terrifying to think about if I had a kid right now? Oh my God. Yeah. I'd have like a fucking five-year-old. Yeah. That's... Huh. I don't need a mini-me right now. (laughs) My I'm enough. I can barely take care of myself. But there will be a day that I would genuinely like to be a mom. But that also scares the fuck out of me. You, I, it's, it's funny. It, the people who hear, who I hear that from the most, mm-hmm. I feel like they turn out to be the most grounded mothers and fathers. Because yeah. I really do. Because that they dealt with so much stuff. Because mm. I think that's where the root of that is. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like, you don't want your kid to go through what you went through. No. And so, you're like, hell will freeze over I before that happens. Fucking a bunch of bodies in the ground if anybody touches my fucking kid. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like those honestly turn out to be the best parents. Yeah. I oh, really absolutely. do. I really do. Because mm-hmm. you're not naive. You yeah. know that there's shit out there. Yeah. And I honestly like thinking about it, I can't wait for that day to happen for you where you can become a mom. <laughs> yeah. It's like I would probably I love you, Michaela and Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably be a I would be more excited for you to become a mom yeah. than my own sisters. It's so like, it's weird to say because I'm so auto-tuned and like conditioned to say I don't want to have kids. 
But it's because I'm terrified. Yeah. That's terrifying to well, me. Who isn't, though? Honestly. Yeah. And it's just, like, there's never been a day where I've been, like, I want to be a mom. Like, I'm going to grow up and have kids. No, I'm just so scared. And especially, like, I'm scared of other people, what they're going to do to my kid, per se. Yeah. yeah. But it's, like, Which I is fair. love, love to be a mom someday. Yeah. Mainly so I can have somebody open the fucking gate when I go work cows. That's the <laughs> Mainly so I can have them do chores. Yeah. My little slaves, you know, no big deal. Yeah. Um, there's my humor hiding everything. No, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I would genuinely love that. And I love the idea of creating a tiny human with somebody that I love more than anything. Yeah. And having them around. Yeah. I think that's very cool. But it's also something I'm not rushing into at all. Yeah. Because and that's smart. Fuck that! <laughs> I have so many problems I gotta fix first. Well, you just have a lot of goals. Well, yeah. And it's like, I want my kid, no matter the gender, I want them to look up to me like, yeah, mom's a fucking badass. Mom can go do these things. I can go do these things. Yeah. But if a son or daughter, I want them to know, you can go do shit. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking be on your case making sure you're safe, but yeah. you can go do shit. You can do things on your own. You don't need... It's okay to want people, but you don't need anybody to be happy. Exactly. You don't need to find... Like, I fucking hate the whole thing of, like, this is my better half, or I found you and I became whole. Like, no, bitch, I'm fucking whole already. Yeah. I want somebody else who's full in, like, a Okay, whole yeah, and it's like, so what happens when that person leaves? Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to be so, like, half of them that it just wrecks my world, because I've already done that. Yeah. I want two souls who are focused on making sure their self is happy and then i don't want to be anybody's first you don't want to be anybody's savior either no that is something that i learned from my ex-boyfriend savior or a mom yep (laughs) yep there you go yeah Yeah. seriously seriously that's just something too that it's like i'm so excited like i'm just so glad that i i I hope i'll be around for that Mm-hmm. For you to experience that stuff. Of course you were. Stupid. I'm, I know, but still. You know. I, I'm just saying. Like, I will, I'll probably be in Ireland somewhere with Nile, but I'll come get you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's just something that, like, I think you just, you really, when it's your closest friends and, like, I even feel this way with Emily back home. It's mm-hmm. like, I tell you guys, my Emilys, mm-hmm. that, like. I can't wait for that day to happen for you guys. Mm-hmm. And I am so privileged to be a part of your guys' life to see that. Mm-hmm. Because literally, it's like, I I, I think that is, I mean, not to totally boost boost myself, but I think that is the tr- that is how a, friendship should, friend, a healthy friendship should be, mm-hmm. is you just being so ecstatic for your friend's happiness. Oh, absolutely. Well, you want... I'm just fucking always rooting for you. Yeah. Always. And I'm always rooting for you, dude. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I like look forward to the day where you get married. Yeah. And I look forward to the day where you become mom. Who the fuck's going to send out on my dumb ass? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we both feel that way. It's hey, all right. Fucking Christ. <laughs> it's all right. It's in, but it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's like, I have no doubt about that. And so I just, I'm... I'm just excited, excited not only for you, but for myself that I get to see it all go yeah. down. Well, that's what I think I love so much about, like, especially, like, our friend group or, like, my friend group that you are a part of very closely. And it's, like, there's this one quote that I saw, and it was, like, I'm trying to gather, like, 
my crew of who's gonna have a backy- backyard barbecue with our kids and we're all gonna fucking oh, hang out. Oh, there you go. Or like, who's gonna drop their kids off at my ranch and I'm gonna have them for the weekend. Like, oh, that's yeah. what I'm... Because, I mean, that's how I was raised. I was raised... My mom was a single mom by herself for a little bit. She's putting herself through fucking her credential program. Yeah. Working her ass off. And I yeah. got raised by a lot of different sets of her friends. Yeah. But I loved it and it made me who I am today. Like, I knew how to talk to adults at a young age because I was around them all the time because I was the first kid in that friend group. But I loved it. Like, I learned how to drive stick from Matt and Bree, and I learned I was their kind of trainee kid. I taught them how to be parents. Mm -hmm. I got artsy and photo stuff from Jessica, my dad's best friend, Obi, and, like, Chris. Like, I just learned all these things from them, and I loved it. And I love that whole, like, you know, it takes a tribe to raise a kid. It fucking does. Yeah. But I want that tribe to be around when I have a kid. Yeah. No matter fucking what. And I know I have one, which is my favorite part ever. Okay. I have so many aunts for this kid that I'll have someday. And I have so many uncles that are going to be like, teach them so many things. Yeah. And I think that's going to make them the best person ever is being a well-rounded person. Yeah. And I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And when I get pissed off, I'll be like, Abby, please take your kid. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I am really excited for that one day. Yeah. But when it comes, it does. Then I'll be excited. I know I will be. Yeah. Literally the day that I like, I can't even imagine how I'll react. <laughs> I will literally like ugly cry the entire day. Like, <laughs> yeah. like don't get me wrong. I'm so excited for my sisters to be parents. But like, just like knowing how much you've gone through mm-hmm. and just see your life turn around like that. Well, and that's, and I think that's. The best part about this friendship, at least, yeah. is, like, how excited we are to see where it's going to progress now. Yeah, It's already been amazing to see you get up and leave. Yeah. That sounds really bad. But get up and leave. Move out of town by yourself. No, honestly. Go do all this shit. You have your photography business that you're fucking kicking ass in. Yeah. I get so excited each time you go and do a new shoot and you're posting on Instagram. I feel like a proud mom. I'm like, oh, yes, that's my girl. Go, baby, go. Yeah. And then you're doing this podcast and it's amazing. You're creating your own name. And your name's already carrying well out. And it's so awesome to see, especially on your Facebook. My like, TikTok. Sponsored ads. <laughs> Fucking TikTok. I got a pee for a day. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that. Yeah. Uh, go check that out on TikTok. Mm-hmm. But it's so cool to see that because it's, especially to see where we've come. And I know there's people that have had it worse. I know that. And I accept that. But also to see where we have come from our shitty past and stuff and evolve into a better person. Yeah. Because people can take that either way. Just fucking watching Criminal Minds. It's you either, you know, you have all these things happen to you and turn into a fucking psychopath and kill people, or you come a doctor. You do all these amazing things. Yeah. And it's so cool to see that with us. Yeah, totally. And I think it's, I think it's awesome. I really do. Yeah, I do too. And I'm, (sighs) yeah, and I think that's just where our gratefulness with what we've gone through comes in. And yeah, I think... You know, and it all just happens for a reason. It Absolutely. really does. And I used to fucking hate that saying. Oh, me too. Are you freaking kidding me? Hence me punching walls and trees. But I have accepted it. And it, you know what? It fucking does. Yeah. It fucking does. Everything does happen for a reason. Yeah, and it's like, I think you and I were both born to be leaders. Oh, absolutely. And so it's that like... That alpha female thing is here and ready to fucking stay. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, and so, and it's... I've always looked up to women like that from a very young age. Oh, absolutely. And it's now I feel like I am actually one of those women. Well, that's like... So those books over there, the Throne of Glass books, the main character, 
Her name, like her nickname is Spireheart, which is why I have that engraved on this fucking bracelet. Because it's also what my grandmother used to call me. Mm. Because she's independent and like she is the woman that I wanted to be so bad when I was younger. Yeah. And it's somebody who I am today and it's somebody who you are today. Yeah. And I think it's, it's my favorite thing to like think about that heavily and then like realize like, but look where I'm at. Look what I've done so far. Yeah. Like look how good I'm doing for somebody my age. Yeah. For somebody who's gone through so much shit. Yeah. And I see other people who are stuck here and they've gone through the same stuff and they're choosing all these things that it's like diminishing their quality even though I know they can do so much better things. Well, and it's like, what? It's like, I've, I think about it now and it's like, what? I don't know any other 23-year-old who's doing what you're doing. Yeah. Most of the 23-year-olds in my life are married. Yeah. And they have a nine-to-five job. Mm-hmm. And if that's, your, that's what you want, that's great. Exactly. Like, you do, like I'm not diminishing it anyway. If you want to get married to be a mom, fucking do it. Do it. Hell if yeah. that's what's going to make you happy, do it. Exactly. That's what's going to make you happy. And I don't know any other people who are like that. Yeah. I really don't. Mm-hmm. You're probably, like, the only 23-year-old who's done the things that she's done. Going, wanting to move out of state and do all of that. And, yeah. like, <sighs> totally getting buzzed right now. It's fine, but I can totally feel it coming on. Oh, tear. But I don't know any other person who's like that, Mm. like you in that way. And that just is something that needs to be valued. And I, I, I only hope that your future spouse will see that. Yeah. And he will be turned on by that. Fuck, he better be other. It's gonna be a big fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and especially like, because I feel like you and I are both like that. Mm-hmm. And when we find that in other in guys, it's like, take me now. My morals are out the window. Well, and it's so nice, especially when it's like, because a lot of guys, and I am aware, they do get intimidated, and I'm like, okay, that's not my problem. I'm then not you're gonna, not for me. I'm not going to diminish myself anymore. Yeah, this is We've what you're gonna get. That. My freedom is what's going to come first, always. Absolutely. Like, it's so cliche, but that one fucking song by Cody Johnson, The Wild Is You, where it's like, it goes, I hope you hang up your wings someday, but at the same time, like, you always are going to be free. Yeah. And it's, fucking Pinterest quote, but that's so true, because it's like, I'm always going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah. But just know, if you allow me that freedom, I'm going to give you all of me. Yeah. I will give you so much love, like... I will bend over to backwards to make sure you are happy and you feel loved. Yeah, absolutely. But just please don't take my freedom away. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's ill when it's like, I think guys get intimidated by that because it's like, oh, that's going to be her life and she's going to want want that to be all her and like, yeah. that's just solely going to be. Or it's be... like, she doesn't need me. She, yeah, and exactly. Like, no, I don't. Well, it's like, you. yeah, I don't, but, but you can I be really doing this you. with me. Yeah. You can do it with me. It doesn't just have to be a my thing. Exactly. You do this with me. I'll do the things that you want mm-hmm. with you. It's about what do we have to argue about? Yeah. Yeah. And not a lot of men, and I know there are some out there, but not a lot of men, at least that I've encountered, understand that. Yeah. Absolutely not. It's because most guys our age are, you know, unfortunately. Fucking idiots. Idiots and insecure. Dear Lord, how do you have to pee so much? I drink a lot. Okay. But yeah, I'm proud of you, dude. Thanks. I'm going to hype you up. Stop it. I'm proud of you. You've come a long way. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I'm grateful that I, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it sucks you're going to be moving out of state to Montana, but I'm not going to let that stop me from seeing you. Yeah. So, 
fuck it's better not i'll be like bitch where you at yeah the for fuck sure. for sure for sure and i've and uh, plus i want to see montana are you kidding me oh duh. pictures <laughs> the pictures that will come out of that are you kidding me <laughs> seriously yeah the fucking mountains but yeah well i think it's i think it's i don't know this just shows like a very healthy like friendship though it's like yeah because, I mean, I've had friends who, like, well, they're no longer friends. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to move out. What about me? I'm like, what about you? What What, what do you mean, what about you? Well, exactly. I'm like, I, like we're not in a relationship. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And I'm like, you can still be my friend. And then what I've just realized is, this makes me sound so egotistic, but it's like they are jealous because they can't get out. They're stuck here because they have a kid. They married somebody right out of high school, which if you're about it, cool. If you're not, I don't give a fuck. If you feel like you're stuck and you do that, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, totally. But I've experienced a lot of jealousy from people. And they just... And I think it's the same thing what we talked about earlier with guys. It's like, they realize I don't need them and then they panic. Yeah. And they get pissed. I'm like, I don't fucking... I really don't need anybody. I have me. I want my people around, but... At the end of the day, I know who I want. And yeah. I know I don't need anybody to prosper. Yeah, totally. And I just don't realize that. If you were to give somebody advice to who went through the things that we went through what what would you give them go go to a therapist just suck up that pride suck up that ego you have and just go talk because it was a whole lot easier to go talk to somebody than my like I can talk about it with my I can talk about it with my parents now and my friends but like back then I couldn't and it was so much easier to talk to somebody that I didn't have any strings attached to. Yeah, totally. You just, and I'm, and I know, <laughs> I am prideful about some things. Like, I do, I can get an ego about that, especially when it comes to, like, I always want to be looked at as somebody who's strong and stoic. Like, I will always have your back. I can fight. I can do whatever. I'm not weak. And that's how I always looked at it as. Like, I don't want anybody to look at me as I'm lesser than or weak. Like, I can still fight. I can still get tough. Like, we're good to go. And it took a lot to accept that, you know, talking to somebody outside of my friend group or family group doesn't make me any lesser of a person. I'm not thought of more of, I'm not thought less of, I'm just still me. Yeah. I think talking to somebody or having some sort of outlet that's not self-destructive, yeah. which is why I was like playing sports, which is why I was doing MMA. I was reading, I was doing art, I was riding my horse always to try to train myself, I can still have outlets that are healthy. Yeah. That aren't involving me sitting on the floor carving into my fucking skin. Yeah. There is positive outlets for it. Yeah. It's going to always be around, but I have outlets. You might get an instant gratification from that. Yeah. But you will... It only goes down... You only go downhill from there. Do you know how bad it fucking hurts to take a goddamn shower when your legs are fucking cut open? Oh, yeah. It's not worth it. (laughs) It's not. And I know it feels good. Mm-hmm. I know it feels good. Seriously, I know. We both do. Me and Emily both do. It's just, it's not worth it. Because you, I mean, you can only sink so low. Yeah. And once you, once you overcome it, you start to meet people who have gone through similar things. And the connections that you do create from that are priceless. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, look at me and Emily right now. It's like me and Emily talking about this right now and looking back, it's like I don't have any other friendship like I do with Emily right now. Like who I'm sitting with right now. 
and I don't, there's not any other friendship that I can literally think of at the top of my head. It's like, you, like yours and I's friendship is so different from any other friendship I've had. Like even oh, with friendships that I've known my entire life mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's not, it's nothing compared. It's just a different kind of friendship. Oh and yeah. It's just, it's just. Well, it's got a bit of a deeper almost foundation. Yours and mine? Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that is something that's great. I mean, that's why why I mentioned, that's why I mentioned, you know, positives of moving here to Chico was Mm -hmm. meeting you. That's like, and so it, positives really do come out of it. Oh, I mean, that's like the whole thing about, you know, when I have to come back here after working a seasonal job, like. Yeah, you're old. Oh, granted, now you're not because you're fucking Santa Rosa. But one of the positives is, is like the solid friendships that I have here. Absolutely. Because it does suck when I'm out of state. They're not. You guys aren't just down the road from me. Yeah. Because you're 18 hours away from me. We just go drive real fucking quick. I mean, I can get here in a day, but no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that is a pro about social media. Is that you guys right. are literally a phone call away. And yeah. if you guys are technically right next to me always. Yeah. Right. But. How about you? What would you say to somebody that was at your age? What would you say to them that it was like, it's going to get better, basically? I would just tell them, you have more power within yourself than you think. Mm-hmm. You have, you want something to change. It really is within your power. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not. Because I, th- when I was going through that, I felt like such a victim. Oh, absolutely. I was felt like... All of this happened to me. I'm the youngest of twin sisters who are looked at as these beautiful, talented, incredible girls mm-hmm. who everyone loves and wants to be. I'm the ugly duckling and I'm just, I'm nothing. I don't have an identity. I feel like a waste of space. I'm nothing but this, the youngest of like these two gorgeous girls mm-hmm. who has problems. Yeah. I just felt such like a waste of space. Mm-hmm. And for like literally for like five years, I felt like I was causing nothing but stress and burden on my parents. Mm-hmm. Like, which I was. Granted, I was. But that's their job as a parent. Yeah. And it's like, what? Would I rather have them to just like, totally ignore me? Yeah. And totally just brush it off their shoulder? That's the other route to that Mm -hmm. i obviously don't want that i obviously want my parents to freaking care about me yeah so i would just tell somebody who's going through that like just really it is you if you want to do something if not now when yeah well it's like you don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring yeah and i would just tell them that and i would just Really, just tell them it, it. You, you are the key. Yeah. You are one hundred and ten percent the key to your own happiness. Exactly. And there's no but. There's no if. There's no yeah but. You just are. You are. Mm-hmm. You really, really are. And I think you and I have total testimonies to that, of us being we were the key to our own happiness. Oh, absolutely. Whether it's traveling the world or going away and being on your own, we both have realized that. And then, like, it's so astounding, like, once you do realize it's, like, 
you're always looking for the whoever holds the key to your happiness. Who does this? Yeah. But it's when it comes to the point where you realize it's like, oh, I've been holding the key the entire fucking time. Absolutely. It's exhilarating. Yeah, it really is. And you get it. You're like, oh my gosh, like, yes, like, it's all me now. And it's all, I like, I got this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that is the ultimate, ultimate confidence booster. Absolutely. Totally. It kind of really makes you impulsive is. and you do stupid shit, but you get cool stories out of it. You get cool stories out of it. Absolutely. Take some fucking berries in your schmammer. It's a great fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I think that's a good way to close this, honestly. Mm-hmm. So if you are going through some things and all of that, well, one, you can you can DM me whenever you want. You can oh, DM absolutely. Emily. I'm going to tag her in all of this and, you know, look out for my stories and stuff like that. You can you can always just DM her or I because we've definitely seen a thing or two in that. You're not a burden. You're not a burden at all. You just got a story to tell. You, yeah, exactly. You got a story to tell. And at the end of the day, you will change somebody's life with that story. Mm-hmm. And... In fact, you could probably even save a life with your story. So, not to be totally corny. But it's not. It's being truthful. It is. Yeah. And, yeah, that closes this podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is the finale of season one with Emily Ardry. Hey. Hey, my, <laughs> my closest <laughs> friend of ten years. Jesus. I love and value so much. <laughs> Um, Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Deuces. Deuces. Bye, guys.